que en la patria es un fusil y una bandera. Mi patria son mis hermanos que están labrando la tierra. Mi patria son mis hermanos que están labrando la tierra. Mientras aquí nos enseñan cómo se mata en la guerra. Hay que yo no tiro que no, hay que yo no tiro que no, hay que yo no tiro contra mis hermanos. Hay que yo tirar a que sí, hay que yo tirar a que sí, contra los que ahogan al pueblo. Founded in 1965, Quilapayún quickly became one of the most important and pivotal folkloric groups in the Nueva Canción Chilena movement of the 1960s. During a time of turmoil that paved the way for the 1970 election of Salvador Allende, Quilapayún sang of injustice and colonialism, speaking out against the Vietnam War and praising the worker. Despite having to flee the country after the violent coup of 1973, which ushered in 17 years of violence, terror, and dictatorship, Quilapayún continued to sing. Now exiled in France, Quilapayún sang for freedom, justice, and of the victims of the dictatorship. One being the singer-songwriter and, and their former director, Victor Jara. Quilapayun continues to be a voice of the people and one of memory. Si mi hermano se levanta, estando yo en el cuartel, Tomó el fusil y la manta y me echó al monte con él. Oficiales, oficiales, tenéis mucha valentía. Veremos si sois valientes cuando llegue vuestro día. Hay que yo no tiro que no, hay que yo no tiro que no, hay que yo no tiro contra mis hermanos. Hay que yo tirar a que sí, hay que yo tirar a que sí, contra los que ahogan al pueblo en sus manos. Hay que yo tirar a que sí. So we started off there with Quilapayún's song, Dicen que la patria es, that was recorded in 1968. Now I'm going to tell you a little bit about them. So the group was founded in 1965 by, by Julio and Eduardo Carrasco and Julio Numhauser, and they formed this trio. And they first did their performances at the University, Universidad de Chile in Valparaíso. And their first musical director was Angel Parra. Now, Angel Parra is uh, the son of Violeta Parra. And he's not only a great uh, musician and singer, he's also a folklorist and does a lot to preserve the, uh, the, the culture and the folklore of Chile. So he was their first uh, musical director. They really began to get recognition around 1966, and that's when they won La Guitada del Oro at the first festival of folklore in Chile, and they did their first recording around this time as well. Soon after, they met Victor Jara, who would become the director of Quilapayún, and he really improved the discipline and performance style, and he the content uh, of their songs. It didn't really quite change, but it evolved, and it became something that uh, that Victor emphasized with them was a, was consistency in their performance styles and in their compositions, uh, the, the themes of their compositions as well. This really meant that they became increasingly political at this time. They recorded uh, Canciones Folclóricas de América with Victor Jara in 1967, and then that same year they 
toured all around the world, really, in Europe. Uh, and this was very, very important at that time. And it also coincides with their music becoming increasingly political because at that time there was a lot of change and a lot of idealism going on at that time in Chile. In 1968, they were actually part of a launch of a new record label of Chile's Communist Party, Communist Youth Party. And that is where they did some of their fir their first hit recordings. The first album that really became interna an international uh, hit was an album that they did in 1968 called Ex-Vietnam. And it was against the war in Vietnam. We're going to hear a song from that album next. And it was the first Nueva Cancion hit, not to be just a nationwide success, but also to be in other countries such as Argentina. This is when they really established their style and the subject matter of their songs. We're going to hear another... We're going to hear another song from Quilapayun now. This is from that album that they did in 1968 called Ex-Vietnam. Here is their version of Violeta Parra's uh, song Que Diría El Santo Padre. Miren como nos hablan de libertad cuando de ella nos privan en realidad miren como pregonan tranquilidad cuando nos atormenta la autoridad que dirá el santo padre que vive en Roma que le están degollando a su paloma miren como nos hablan del paraíso cuando nos llueven penas como granizo, miren el entusiasmo por la sentencia, sabiendo que mataban a la inocencia. Que dirá el Santo Padre que vive en Roma, que le están degollando a su paloma. El que ofició la muerte como un verdugo. Y lo está tomando su desayuno Con esto se pusieron la soga al cuello El quinto mandamiento no tiene sello Que vive el Santo Padre, que vive en Roma Que le están degollando a su paloma Mientras más injusticias Señor fiscal, más fuerzas tiene mi alma para cantar. Lindo cegar el trigo en el sembrado, regado con tu sangre, Julián Grimao. Que dirá el Santo Padre que vive en Roma, que le están degollando a su paloma. Que dirá el Santo Padre que vive en Roma, que le están degollando. So there we just heard Quilapayun's version of Violeta Parra's Que Diría El Santo Padre. We're going to get to another song from their Basta LP. This is a very important one. First of all, the album was very important. It was very overtly political. Very, The messages were very strong. And it was an important album in establishing the Nueva Canción Chilena movement. This song in particular is called Alamina No Voy. And it's saying, I'm not going to the mine. I'm not going to die there. And it is also, it's a song that talks about slavery. 
not only in the literal sense of of slavery, but also in the sense of how colonialism and, and exploitation, imperialism creates a kind of it creates a slavery. Uh, even though the you know the the workers were paid wages under that kind of colonialism, under what they're talking about in the sixties, it, it was still a form of of uh, of slavery. So that's what they're talking about in this song. Alamina yo no voy. El blanco vive en su casa. So there was Alamina Jonovoy. We're going to get to some more music here, but before we do that, I want to talk a little bit about what is Nueva Canción, especially pertaining to what is Nueva Canción Chilena. Because this is very important. 
the Kilapayun was a very, very, they are a very, very important band in the development of that, of, of Nueva Canción. So I'm going to just talk a little bit about what it is and how it came about, just to give a little bit of background uh, as, uh, just about it. So really simultaneously around the around in, in the in the space of a few years, it seemed to simultaneously arise in Chile, Argentina, Spain and Uruguay. And then from there, it went so many other places, I mean, to Central America, to other places in South America and of course, to Cuba and Puerto Rico, where they where they have Nueva uh, Trova. And it was really rooted in the experience of the working people and their hope for a better future. And it was inherently, at its core, it is political, very political, highly political, and it's leftist. It's anti-imperialist and anti-colonial. And the influences, um, there's so many different influences. And depending on where you go and what country, there'll be different, of course, different influences. However, Andean music, which is in indigenous music of that of that region, very, very important influence. Um music from Spain was very important. That Again, you can hear that influence. And the Afro-Peruvian music and other traditional forms from these countries really came together at this point in the 60s. And the guitar is very important. You hear it in all of their songs. You, you won't find a song with them, uh, at least not that I've heard, without a guitar. Very important. But there's also, what's also very important um, are some of the more traditional instruments from that region of the, Andi and of the Andes. So the the Zampoña, the Kena, Cajon, and uh, Charango are all very, very important instruments because they come from that region and it really just defines that music as authentic to that region and authentic to the experiences of the people. Many times their music uh, and, and Nueva Canción is based on decimas, which I explained before on the show. I explained that in the episode about Andres Jimenez. The decimas are these 10 line stanzas of poetry, usually octosyllabic, eight syllables per line and they have they follow a very specific rhyme scheme and that is what a, a lot of this of the nueva canción was based on especially back then and what's important to mention though is violeta parra she's so important in this because in 1952 starting in 1952 violeta parra and her children traveled around chile and gathered 3000 peasant songs and then isabel and angel parra founded the cultural center peña de los parra and this was a gathering place for the Nueva Canción artists because they weren't being accepted uh, but commercially and they also didn't want to be accepted commercially they, because what they were doing was inherently music of the people or as Victor Jara used to say, revolutionary songs. So, of course, it wasn't going to be recognized commercially. It wasn't going to be attain that commercial success, which is why, well, that was one of the reasons why the commercial market and the big record companies didn't want to touch it. So what Violeta Parra did, though, was incredibly important. And I will be doing a show about her. That was actually a request I got from, from a follower to do a show about Violeta. And I've been thinking about doing that, and I really want to. So that's going to be coming sometime in the future. The other important thing that I find important to mention here is that, again, that record company that was founded by the Communist Youth Party. And it was called Discoteca uh, de, Can de Canto Popular. And they pressed a, a lot of records of artists that were that were completely ignored by mainstream uh, the, the mainstream music industry, and that were they they would they didn't really have an opportunity to record before these this incredible um, discoteca de canto popular came 
really uh, started started recording. So this was gave an opportunity to a lot of artists also because then this way they weren't being told what to record. They weren't being um, they weren't having to compromise on the content of their music to be able to record, and that was very very important. They actually wound up pressing about two hundred forty thousand records until nineteen seventy three, uh, and then of course after the after the uh, the dictatorship, after the coup of 1973 and the dictatorship, that, of course, was destroyed. But it was very, very important. It really should be talked about. One more thing I want to mention before we get to some more music here. The music was inherently political, but it was also very specific at this time. And I think this is part of what led to Nueva Cancion being created so quickly and that was because at this time we have popular unity which of course was the coalition of all the leftist parties in the country and they came together and united behind the, the candidate Salvador Allende and Allende said that no hay revolución sin canciones that there's no revolution without song and so he would have people like Quilapayun perform at his rallies so this is also very important because it becomes directly tied to the popular unity and to leftism. And this is very important. And it's actually the reason why, I'm going to talk about this later, why the dictatorship persecuted this music so uh, so strongly and how they really tried to stamp it out. But we're going to get to two more songs here. These feature Victor Jara. This is when, this is from his uh, Pongo en tus manos abierta album from 1969. And Kila Payun backed him on this album. Remember, he was their musical director. And they would perform with him a lot. And they would work on his albums with him. So we're going to hear, we're going to start with A Cochabamba uh, Me Voy. Cochabamba me voy, a Cochabamba señores, cantarán los ruiseñores, a Cochabamba me voy, inti. A Cochabamba me voy, a Cochabamba señores, cantarán los ruiseñores, a Cochabamba me voy, inti. Inti pa' allá, cocore, cocore. Inti pa' acá, cocore, cocore. Inti pa' el norte, cocore, cocore. Inti pa' el west, cocore, cocore. Cuidado con la silla, cocore, cocore. Que vienen los gusanos, cocore, cocore. No maten a Regí, cocore, cocore. Y vámonos, hermano, cocore, cocore. Ratatatata, se les perdieron. Ratatatata, aparecieron. Ratatatata, era mentira que se acabaron las guerrillas. Ratatatata, se les perdieron. Ratatatata, aparecieron. Ratatatata, era mentira que se acabaron las guerrillas. Cochabamba me voy, a Cochabamba señores, cantarán los ruiseñores, 
Victor Jara featuring Quilapayun, starting off with A Cochabamba, Me Voy, and then we heard Plegaria a un Labrador, one of Victor Jara's most famous songs there. That was the first time he recorded it. And it was it was Prayer to the Worker. It's such a beautiful song uh, to dedicate it to the worker. It's just such a beautiful song. Victor Jara, I mean, what an incredible, not just an incredible voice, but his thoughts, his compositions, his words were just so incredibly um Really beautiful. But I want to talk about this next song. This next one is called La Muralla. And this is very interesting to me because it is based on the poem 
of the National Poet of Cuba, Nicolas Guillén. And it's based on the poem that he did, La Muralla. And La Muralla, what, what are they talking about in this song? La Muralla means the wall. And it's talking about let's bring all the hands together, all the hands of the people together to create a, uh, to create a wall so that none, so to, to keep out all of the bad. And it's such an interesting song to me. Also, the musical arrangements on this song are really, really incredible. I think that's important to mention. A lot of times what I see happening is, is the folkloric music, folkloric bands such as Kilapayun, oftentimes their music, like the quality of their music and arrangements and their musicians are looked down on or just not appreciated. The folkloric music, whether it's from Chile or Puerto Rico or Cuba or anywhere else, should be respected and looked at with the same kind of uh, so with the same kind of respect and with the same kind of interest as the classical music is. It really should be respected in that way because it is a chronicle of the people's story. That is what the folkloric music is. And that, to me, is what's most fascinating. More than any other kind of music, la música folklórica is, to me, the greatest. Because it, it, it is, it contains within it the stories, the history of a people. We're going to hear them doing their... For now we're gonna hear them doing that song, La Muralla, and they're a song based on the poem of Nicolas Vivien.
serpiente Al corazón del amigo Al señor en la flor Abre la muralla So there was La Muralla, and I just love how they sing that song. I love the arrangements on it. It's such a great song. I mean, just the, the, the whole composition is absolutely beautiful. I think it's amazing. And I think Kilapayun, not only are they incredibly talented for the lyrics and the, the content, the, the subject matter of their songs, but also for the just the quality of their musicians and, and, the, and their arrangements, because it's all just so incredible. Really, really incredible. By the way, that was recorded live in 1970. Moving on. El Buen Morencano. Why am I bringing out that song on a show about a Chilean folkloric group? Well, um, for those of you who don't know, El Buen Morencano is a song written by Rafael Hernández, of course, one of the greatest composers in Puerto Rican history. And this exemplifies two things. First, Rafael Hernández's influence outside of Puerto Rico because Rafael Hernández, people don't realize, was influential, known and beloved in the in, in the whole of Latin America. Absolutely influential and is, he, he's, a, he's a recognized and known name around South America. No matter where you go, that is a name that is known and that is someone whose music was hugely, hugely influential. So that, it not only shows that Rafael Hernández is incredibly influential by a Chilean group doing their version of his song, El Buen Borincano, but also about a thought that I was, something I was thinking about recently was of what can probably be best described as Pan-Americanism, of how if you, and this is it's a deeper thought, if you love your own culture, if you're deeply connected to that and you love it more than anything, then you have no problem loving and embracing the culture of another person, another nation. And that is what I find to be very, very important about this song because Kila Payun, they're obviously, they, they, they're obviously love their culture. It's something that they're, you know, they keep alive the folkloric traditions and they, yes, I mean, that that's, there's no doubt they absolutely love their country and their culture and it's absolutely beautiful. And that ability that they have, because they are so in in touch with their, their own culture and their own folklore, they're able to embrace that of another nation, of Puerto Rico. I find that to be an important message because we need to stop with the division. This is something that we do a lot, which is the, the constant division. And when we can, we, we, what we need to do is get to a place where we can share in each other's greatness, where we can appreciate the contributions and the culture and the folklore of, of, of all of the nations. We cannot continue to be divided. El pueblo unido jamás será vencido. That is what's important because together we will never be destroyed. To, together we will never be defeated. And that's the important message. When you love, when you truly love and embrace your culture, when you truly love and embrace your culture, you have absolutely no problem embracing that of another. And I think that's the important message here. I think that's something that we really need to think about. And I love how Kila Payun is exemplifying that in their version of Rafael Hernandez's El Buen Borinca.
doing their version of Rafael Hernandez's El Buen Borincano. Just incredible to me. I want to read now for you, before we get to the next two songs, a the liner notes of their 1969 Basta album. And this is very important to me uh, because it is a statement where Kila Payun really just stated very, very clearly and unequivocally their principles. Uh, the members of the band really just stated what their principles were and, and their objectives. So I'm going to read the liner notes of that album. Quote, The importance of the role that art has to play for the revolutionary movements of our people has was addressed for the first time in our country by a historical letter that serves as an introduction to this recording that was signed by the first leader of the proletariat cause in Chile, Luis Emilio Recabaren. 
Since its inception, our group has defined its work as committed with the interests of the proletariat and has, hasn't concealed nor will it ever conceal its political aims. This is born of a need to remain forever loyal to the nascent truth that impels and mobilizes our people towards the hour of its authentic historical realization. All artists have the opportunity to give their work to the revolutionary cause should do so. And in that matter, not only do they fulfill their responsibility with the working class, but also with art itself. Given that in an era of exploitation and misery, of subjugation, of cruel and unjust wars, and of unrestrained egoism and selfishness, of repression that will violate the will of the people, which seek to liberate themselves from imperialism and capitalism, artists that remain on the fence and profit from their privileged position within society, which in a thousand ways aims to bribe and alienate them, betray the very essence of art. In essence, which yearns to liberate, to educate, and to elevate mankind. Bourgeoisie society wants art to be another factor contributing to social alienation. We artists should transform it into a revolutionary weapon until the contradiction that actually exists between art and society is fully surpassed. This surpassing is called revolution, and its motor and fundamental agent is the working class. Our group, loyal to the ideals of Luis Emilio Recabarin, sees its work as a contribution, continuation of what has already been achieved by many other popular folk artists. This side of the trenches has been occupied by artists whose names are forever linked to the revolutionary struggle of our people. The first, Luis Emilio Recabarin, the latest, Violeta Parra and Pablo Neruda. The example that they have given us is the light that guides us. End quote. Really an incredible, unequivocal stating of their principles there. And I think it's actually quite important to note how they're really going against this whole commercial music industry. That was something that so many of the Nueva Cancion artists at that time, and we're talking about in the beginning of the Nueva Cancion movement, really did. Victor Jara was another one who really uh, talked about that and made that very, very clear. And that was why he actually rejected the term protest music because he felt that it was no longer applicable because it had been commercialized. This leads to such an important discussion over... The commercial music industry, which it, which by its very nature, I'm just going to come on and say this, it destroys art. It really it, it does. When you try to buy and sell something like art, like music, what happens is the very essence just leaves and it, it, it no longer is authentic. It no longer conveys what it no longer. It really just loses its essence. And so that's what the commercial music industry does to art. We're going to get to two more songs here, however. I, these, are, these two songs are very, very important. These were recorded in 1970 on an album that Kila Payun did called Cantata uh, Santa Maria de Iquique. And this was a, it was done in the cantata style, which is, of course, a classical style. Usually it's a song story, usually with religious themes. And they went towards this very important uh, historical theme. So I'm just going to say very quickly, in 1907, in the north of Chile, there was a town uh, called, there was a town called Iquique. And in 1907, the nitrate workers were on strike because they were tired of being mistreated in the, in the nitrate mines. And it was, they were, they were on strike. They were protesting the conditions and they were given uh, orders to leave and within an hour or something like that. And they, when they didn't, when they refused to leave, uh, a horrific, the police massacred them horrifically. And uh, 1,200 people died in that horrific, horrific massacre. And 
So they did this album, Kilapayun did this album about this horrific, horrific uh, event in Chilean history. And they did a whole album of cantata where they're telling the whole story and they're narrating exactly the whole thing. Now, I, I chose the first and last songs of the album to just to really kind of capture uh, the... I just wanted to make sure that I put it in here because it is something that I will that I will definitely do a show about in the future, just going through the whole album of Santa Maria de Iquique. However, I think it was important just to mention it here and to play these two songs because it is for two reasons. First of all, because of the history, because that's a story that needs to be remembered and told and something that can never be forgotten, as the song says. And also because they received quite a lot of backlash for this uh, because the classical community basically thought that they were that there was no way that a folkloric group such as Kilapayun could do a classical style cantata and Kilapayun really you know you can hear very clearly that they've completely proved them wrong so we're going to hear the first and then the last two songs of the album so we're going to start off with Pregón that's going to go to Pregón Final and Canción Final Señoras y señores, venimos a contar aquello que la historia no quiere recordar. Pasó en el norte grande, fue Iquique la ciudad. Mm-hmm. 
ustedes que ya escucharon la historia que se contó No sigan allí sentados pensando que ya pasó No basta solo el recuerdo, el canto no bastará No basta solo el lamento, miremos la realidad Quizás mañana o pasado, o bien en un tiempo más, la historia que han escuchado de nuevo sucederá. Es Chile un país tan largo, mil cosas pueden pasar, si es que no nos preparamos, resueltos para luchar. Tenemos razones puras, tenemos por qué pelear, tenemos las manos duras, tenemos por qué para todos y habrá también libertad luchemos por los derechos que todos deben tener luchemos por lo que es nuestro de nadie más a veces una vota como hermano que hermano será de no So there was some incredible, very, very powerful songs from their Cantata uh, Santa Maria de Iquique uh, album there. Really very powerful, very powerful messages in those songs. And just the way that they narrate the story is uh, truly, truly incredible. And it's an amazing work. And they truly did prove those wrong who thought that a folkloric group could not do a cantata. Truly incredible. We're going to get to three songs here that are quite important. This was recorded in 1974. The first one we're going to hear is Venceremos. This was, of course, Salvador Allende's campaign theme song, really. And then after that, we're going to hear El Pueblo Unido Jamás Será Vencido. Two very, very important songs. Another, that was El Pueblo Unido Jamás Será Vencido was another one of Allende's campaign slogans. So we're going to hear those two songs. Soldado valiente, 
jamás será vencido. El pueblo unido jamás será vencido. El pueblo unido jamás será vencido. De pie cantar que vamos a triunfar. Avanzan ya banderas de unidad. Y tú vendrás marchando junto a mí. Y así verás tu canto y tu bandera florecer. La luz de un rojo amanecer anuncia ya la vida que vendrá. De pie luchar, el pueblo va a triunfar. Será mejor la vida que vendrá a conquistar nuestra felicidad. Y en un clamor, mil voces de combate se alzarán, dirán, canción de libertad, con decisión, la patria vencerá. Y ahora, el pueblo que se alza en la lucha, con voz de gigante, gritando adelante, el pueblo unido, jamás será vencido, el pueblo unido jamás será vencido. La patria está forjando la unidad, de norte a sur se movilizará, desde el salar ardiente y mineral al bosque austral. There was Venceremos, a song actually that the, the song Venceremos was written by Victor Jara. And then we have El Pueblo Unido Jamás Será Vencido. That was actually composed by Sergio Ortega, who was appointed by Allende as the cultural ambassador of the popular unity government. And then Quilapayun first sang it. And in 1973, at this in this absolutely in incredible performance that they did, it was just so many people in, in attendance there at Al Alameda in Santiago. And this was actually only just three months before the military dictatorship took over. 
And what it means is a people united will never be defeated. It's actually a song that has been around the world. This song is being used in protests um, from we're talking about from Portugal to Iran, the Philippines, Turkey, even England. Uh, I mean, you know, around the world, Ukraine. I mean, so many people have used this song translated into so many languages. It's absolutely incredible. Just, you know, how how many people have taken on this song and have used this song because it's such an important message of people united will never be defeated. And it's exactly what I was just talking about earlier because in, in unity, that's where our strength is and we will never get anywhere being divided. So it's a, it's a very powerful message of this song and it, it has really, I, I think what, what is most telling is how it has been received around the world and how so many people have taken it on around the world now, this recording was actually from 1974. This was a year after the military dictatorship. And what had happened was Kilapayun, when the dictator, when the coup happened in 73, they were exiled. Well, they, they left the country and they went to France because of the horrific massacres that were happening and how many people were being murdered in just a few days of the, the Pinochet government, uh, if you can even call it that, to be honest. And that is a truly horrific story of what happened in, in Chile in, on the 11th of September, 1973. It is, you know, one of the, the, mo the most horrific, uh, well, it, it created one of the most horrific dictatorships in Latin America. And the horrors that the Chilean people had to go through are unspeakable. And of course, we have musicians, the most famous example being Victor Jara, who were murdered by that military by the military dictatorship so Kilapayun um, immediately left the country and they were exiled for 15 years and even throughout that whole time where they were exiled where they couldn't be in their own country because the dictatorship would have would have murdered them I mean they would have been either arrested or I mean they had to leave the country Throughout that whole time where they're exiled to France, they're still singing the songs of their people. They're still talking about what's happening to their people under dictatorship. One of those examples, this is a song that they did called Compañero Presidente. And this is a song for Allende. They've done so many songs about Allende and about what happened in Chile in 1973. And they constantly talk about what happened to talk about the history. And during that time when the dictatorship was still in power... They did songs calling for freedom. One we're going to hear later, Libertad. And just just so much where they were still being a voice for their people because the people of Chile during that time, we have to also remember, that time in Chile was known as El Apagón Cultural, the cultural blackout, because Pinochet had even traditional Andean instruments banned. He banned the, the, La Nueva Canción. He had the records of people like Victor Jara burnt. So this was a time of, it's aptly termed, the apagón cultural. They, Pinochet tried to destroy not only Nueva Canción, but the folklore and the, the, the culture of the Chilean people. And even though they were exiled, Quilapayún continued to be a voice for the people. And even though the people of Chile at that time were being silenced, were being repressed in the most horrific ways, they were a voice to and for those people who couldn't speak up at that time. We're going to hear them sing El Compañero Presidente.
was el compañero presidente. Really a song of mourning for the people's president, for Salvador Allende, uh, who was really one of the, he was such a, not only a, a person of principle, but someone who really wanted to and did for the time that he, that he was able to improve the lives of and, and have justice uh, for his people and to, to, rid the, to rid his country of colonialism and imperialism. So what a uh, very emotional song and a very a song of mourning for El Compañero Presidente Salvador Allende. We're going to get to another one here. This is recorded in 1976. This is their version of Victor Jara's song, Te Recuerdo Amanda. And I love it. It's so beautiful how they how they they sing it here and it's not easy to do a cover of of uh, of a cover period of, of an amazing of an incredible artist it's so hard to cover their songs and Victor Jara I wasn't so sure when I first I was I saw that they had covered a lot of the songs I wasn't sure if I would even, if I would like the songs that they, you know if they have that they covered and I heard it and I thought it was absolutely beautiful and that's not an easy thing to do especially with someone like Victor Jara it's not easy to cover those songs and to really really convey that that emotion and to but also to to do it their own way to do it their own unique way they did it and they did it so beautifully they've done it so many times they've covered so many of his songs and i do i do want to mention here while while we're on the subject they constantly sing victor jara's songs they constantly bring him up they've written songs about him and they constantly work to keep his memory alive because he was one of the one of the victors victims of the dictatorship and it is just so incredible how they work to keep his memory alive. And it really just goes to show how his, his, the, his light his, and his influence will never be extinguished. So here is their version of Te Recuerdo Amanda.
So there was Quilapayón's version of Te Recuerdo Amanda, Victor Jara's beautiful song, Te Recuerdo Amanda. We're going to go to another one, which the message of this song is very straightforward, and it was, of course, released at a time of when, when the dictatorship was in power. Libertad, libertad. This is a live recording of it. And again, as I was saying, this is a great example of how they would continue to be a voice for their people, even though they couldn't be in their country, and even though the people of Chile could not uh, speak out against the government, could not... Uh, exp you know, they, they really were, were faced with such violent and horrific repression that they could not uh, express this. However, Quilapayun took their opportunity as uh, and their platform to denounce what was happening in Chile and to call for freedom. So here's Libertad, Libertad.
There was Libertad, Libertad, a live recording from 1977. Moving on to 1979, we have Cancion para Victor Jara. Truly a beautiful song that they've written about Victor here, so we're going to hear that now. Yo no tenía voz, viajaba entre paredes. Andaba por las calles sin ver con los oídos y quedaba una estela sin ecos a mi paso sentía que había algo detrás de los rumores Presencia de cantos en las cosas, silencio eres de viaje, de guitarra dormida. Me faltaba un dolor para alcanzar el grito. Una bandera herida Una espantosa lágrima Que llegara a la tierra Trizándome la vida Así que vagamente canción de llamarada y corrimos al viento con las manos abiertas pensar que recorrimos la antorcha más unida 
caías un día de noviembre Melodías callado cantando lo de siempre subido a tu estandarte con balas en el pecho compartiendo la herida la lágrima del pueblo Bayoun really creates these songs not just of mourning but of memory and not just of memory of the past but in the present and that's what I really hear in that song Cancion para Victor Jara they're not just singing uh, in mourning of course they, they are but not just of mourning they're singing of, of memory because they're remembering well they're remembering someone who many of them personally knew as he was their first musical director but also They're remembering him not in a past tense kind of way, but in a present kind of way. And that's what's important. And that's how someone's memory lives on. When you remember them in the present, not in the past, not as if they were some kind of dream, but as present in the, in the here and now, despite their physical absence, despite not being in, in this world anymore. That's what Kirapayun has done in that beautiful song, Cancion para Victor Jara. We're going to get to another song. This is from 2000, La Palma Sola. And this really does exemplify the versatility of Quilapayun because it sounds completely different than any of the other songs that we've heard today. So here's La Palma Sola. La palma que está en el patio nació sola Creció sin que yo la viera, creció sola Bajo la luna y el sol vive sola Con su largo cuerpo fijo Palma sola 
sola en el patio sellado, siempre sola Guardián del atardecer, sueña sola La palma sola soñando, palma sola Va libre por el viento, libre y sola Suelta de raíz y tierra, suelta y sola Cazadora de las nubes, palma sola Sola en el patio sellado, siempre sola Guardián del atardecer Sueña sola, palma sola, siempre sola, libre y sola, sueña sola, palma Sola, sueña sola, siempre la sola, sola, solita sola, se dio la palma, sola, eh. palma, 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 palma mía, la palma sola, tú me has cantado el día, sola, se dio la palma, sola, eh. palma sola, sueña sola, siempre sola, libre y sola. Now, I had to include this next song, not only because of its significance to me, but also because of how, just how, how incredibly they have done this. And how, honestly, the I had a very strong emotional reaction to this song. And honestly, if I'm, in all honesty, it actually startled me. The, the, a certain part of this song actually startled me. This is their version of Manifesto, Victor Jara's to me one of his greatest songs manifesto which is really a testament to his principles and i'm i think it's it's the it, it captures in a way the essence of what nueva canción is and what what the whole movement was creating at that time and he says my song is not for the rich no nothing like that my song is of the ladder that we are building to reach the stars it is so, so, it's one of the greatest, most poetic pieces 
I think in in Nueva Canción certainly. So such a such a beautiful incredible song and how Kila Payun has done their own rendition their own version of this song is absolutely phenomenal and then just wait until the end because then you hear the singer uh at the when they say the last line which is uh canto que ha sido valiente siempre será canción nueva then they add in Victor Jara's voice singing that line and it is honestly it just it it, it gave me like Oh my gosh, I was I got startled by it to be honest and it made me so emotional just how beautifully they did their rendition of Manifesto. So we're going to hear that right now. por cantar ni por tener buena voz canto porque la guitarra tiene sentido y razón tiene corazón de tierra las de palomita es como el agua bendita santigua glorias y penas aquí se encajó mi canto como dijera Violeta guitarra trabajadora con olor a primavera de ricos ni cosa que se parezca mi canto es de los andamios para alcanzar las estrellas que el canto tiene sentido cuando palpita en las venas Hay que morir a cantando Las verdades verdaderas No las lisongas fugaces No las famas extranjeras 
canto de una lonja hasta el fondo de la tierra. Ahí donde llega todo y donde todo comienza. Canto que ha sido valiente, siempre será canción nueva. Siempre será canción nueva. Siempre será canción Siempre será canción nueva. Siempre será canción nueva. Do you see what I'm saying about the end of that song? It startled me, but in the it, it just. It captures something so important there, and I love how they're bringing that his voice. It's like an echo, you know, when the, the, it sounds like an echo, basically, and it's like e Victor's voice echoing back, almost like I see it back from the world of the ancestors, and it's so beautiful. And it's like what I was saying earlier of remembering him in the present, and that's what Kila Payun does in their songs, especially when they talk about him. They remember him in the present, they bring him into the present, and I think they did that in the most beautiful way in that last song in their version of Manifesto. By the way, that was recorded in 2009. Mi gente, I really hope that you have enjoyed listening to this show about Quilapayun, the incredible, incredible Chilean folkloric group, and about their importance, about their not only enjoying their music, but also talking about some of the themes that they're exploring in these songs, and to talk about just how they, not only did they narrate and document a time of hope and upheaval in Chilean society, but also one um, of the tragedy that later happened, and how they narrate both of those things, and they remember, they remember the ancestors, they remember those victims of that dictatorship, they bring, they, they remember them in the present, they bring them to the present and I think that that is so beautiful so we're going to end off with I think the best song here uh, that, that we could possibly end off with Siempre until next time con mucho mucho cariño keep dancing keep on your ancestors chao mi gente Siempre metiéndose en